Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Law of Gold podcast. This is Aníbal Mijangos, and in this episode, we're going to be talking part three, I believe it's part three, of the book, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Becker. So if you've been following along, this is a sales book that um, pretty much shows the the life and the up upcoming success. Up, how do you how would you say it? Something about how Frank Bedger he started from nothing. He didn't really consider himself to be a really good salesperson. He never actually wanted to be involved in sales, but over the process of being involved in public speaking courses, meeting the right people like Dale Carnegie, he started getting a passion and started really liking sales. And so at the end of it all, Dale Carnegie told Frank Bedger to um, write this book, this specific book on what he did in the past, how he came from nothing, how he started liking sales and what he did to like sales and what he learned and what he did in order to become really successful in sales. And so in this part three of this episode, we're going to be taking a look at chapters seven and eight. It's only two chapters, but there's a lot of information in these two chapters that I really felt like uh, I should create an, an episode dedicated to these two. So the very first chapter is chapter seven. It really talks about how um, Frank is uh, explaining a situation on how he made uh, $250,000 or it was a $250,000 sale and it was done in 15 minutes. And he goes to the scenario of how it happened and it was pretty much he he ended up um, talking to this one big shot. I believe he was a CEO. I don't think it was actually mentioned Um I don't think it was mentioned exactly what position this guy was, but it was a very, very big, big shot guy in the business world. And essentially it was something about insurance um, and how he needed to get insurance. And the company that he, he was a part of wanted him to get insurance just in case he passed that the company would still have something um, because they didn't. Essentially, they saw so much value in the leadership of this man that they wanted to make sure that they were protected in the case that he he passed away one day. And so it came to it, essentially what happened was that um, someone told Frank that this guy is, is looking for different proposals for insurance. And although this man had already received a whole bunch of other proposals from other insurance companies, um, the this person recommended that Frank... Um, submit another proposal. So of course, Frank, being the the up and coming superstar, sales superstar that he was, he agreed and he did something very very different. As opposed to just drafting up a proposal and submitting it by mail, Frank requested to have an actual appointment, a face to face meeting with this man, with the head honcho of the business, and that is essentially what led to the to the ultimate close. So as soon as they, they met up, the, um, the head honcho, I'm going to call him head honcho from now on because I don't remember his name, but essentially they sat down in the, in the office and the head honcho tells Frank that he already received a whole bunch of proposals from other people and some even from his close personal friends, how they played golf every weekend and that there was most likely no chance that Frank was going to get the deal because he already had close ties with other people that submitted proposals. So the head honcho literally told Frank that it was a waste of Frank's time, but also of the head honcho's time. So there was really no sense in in Frank even being there. But of course, Frank continued the conversation and, and of course, closed the deal. And the way that he did that was kind of astonishing. He It was very, very simple. Like the title of the chapter says, 
Um, it was a $250,000 sale in 15 minutes. And the way that it, it happened in the book, it actually explains the dialogue, the exchange that they had, but it was quite amazing. And it was more in the fact that it goes back to what we explained in part one and part two, that Frank really boiled everything down. He prepared a lot in what questions he was going to be expecting from, from the head honcho and what exactly was needed or what the head honcho desired. Um, he Frank got a, a lot of information beforehand, and it really comes down to a... That's why chapter 9 is actually really important, too. Let me see, No, chapter 8 is really important, too, because chapter 8 breaks down the conversation that the head honcho and Frank had in chapter 7. And he breaks it down into bullet points, and these are the reasons why the conversation happened and most importantly why frank was able to close the deal and get the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar life insurance sale in 15 minutes number one is make appointments so just like i said before frank had the option of just mailing the insurance proposal to the head honcho but instead he made the decision to make an appointment and meet face to face so that was the first determining factor of the ultimate success and two he was prepared he made a big list. I think it was 14 questions that could have potentially come up. And out of those 14 questions, he uh, received 11 of those. So he was extremely prepared and he was ready to face any kind of objection. And he was absolutely ready to cover any single topic of the proposal that could have potentially happened. And number three is what is the key issue? So, of course, the key issue in this situation was the insurance plan. So at, at the very beginning, before even meeting up with the head honcho, he knew what, what was the reason for even meeting. Number four is keyword notes. He took notes. He knew what was going to happen. And um, Frank actually breaks it down even further in Chapter 8. ABC, he says, A, remember points he wants to cover. B, cover them in the logical order. And C, be brief and stay on the main point. Of course, you don't want to be distracted. You don't want to go on tangents. You're there for a reason. You want to be concise. You want to be respectful of their time. And you want to stick to the point. Number five, ask questions. And this is what really is um, what I was saying before. Frank uh, expected 14 questions. And out of those 14, 11 of those were, were, asked, were asked by him and also by the head honcho. So he was prepared and... Asking questions makes the whole situation a lot more conversational. I think that's one of the reasons why the the deal was made because it's not so much like a salesperson that's just pushing something on another person. It's more conversational and it, it becomes a lot more casual. It becomes less like a sales meeting and it becomes more like a conversation between two friends. And that's how you see a lot of these salespeople, how they continue the relationship with their clients even after the sale is done. Number six is explode dynamite. And it's basically just like putting a whole bunch of things and making making the conversation stand out. Basically, just like saying something or doing something that stands out and makes people like surprised. And in the conversation, the way that it was is that when the head honcho told Frank that he had already received a lot of proposals from a bunch of other people, Frank told him, well, if I were you, I would actually grab all those proposals and throw them in the trash. And so that was extremely surprising. And even when I read that, I was really surprised that someone would be so brave enough to, to say that, especially in a sales meeting, because that is a, that takes a lot of courage. And then number seven is arouse fear. So like um, if you've been following a lot of marketing and sales trainings, one of the things that I'm sure you have come across is that 
people really buy into something for two reasons one because they because of the uh, ability to gain something or also the ability to lose something and by arousing fear you're taking away something you're giving them the sense that what could happen what are the downsides if you lose this something number eight is create confidence you want to develop that trust and he breaks it down again in a b c d excuse me and he says a is be an assistant buyer so you want to help him out you want to be more like that friend and that's why he says if you were my brother i'd say to you what i'm going to say to you now so it's almost like painting a picture that you're not so much a salesperson you want to say well if i was your brother if i was a close relative and that almost like subconsciously starts putting it into the other person's mind that okay let me think about it in that way if you're my brother and if you're my brother and you think that i should do it oh you know what? i trust my brother therefore i subconsciously start trusting you more it's kind of like a psychological sales trick but it works and c is praise your competitors this is something that i've actually heard a lot from other people and not just this book Oftentimes when we're met with a competition or say, for example, like for me, for example, if I'm in a sales meeting and I'm explaining solar to a homeowner, they often tell me that they that they're talking to other solar companies to get solar for their home. And what this book, what Frank's saying is that you should praise your competitors. You shouldn't knock them down. You shouldn't say, oh, that that X, Y, Z company is is trash and this is why we're better. Instead, praise them. The way that this book explains is that you can praise them, but immediately start going back into your pitch, your explanation. You don't want to stick too much into that, but you don't want to knock anyone down. It says, if you can't boast, don't knock. Being like, don't knock. And you that's always a safe rule. And then D is, I'm in the, what does it say? I am in a position to do something for you this morning that no other living person can do for you. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. It's a powerful selling phrase because... It's it's again subconsciously playing into the mind that you're going to be able to do something that no one else can do. Therefore, they should be paying attention to you. And then point number nine is express honest appreciation for your listeners ability. This is this one's actually pretty important because you want to build them up. You want them to feel kind of proud of themselves, almost like, oh, you're recognizing a certain quality of me. Oh, yeah, that's that's amazing. And one of the ways that um you can do that, especially in this kind of situation, like Frank was talking to the head honcho of the business, you can explain to them, oh, uh, you're a big time person in this business. This business would be pretty much nothing without you. That's why everyone in your company is encouraging you to get this life insurance. Of course, because they want to make sure that you're protected. They need you in order for the business to be successful. And upon hearing that, the head honcho is gonna start thinking, oh, you know what? Yeah, that is true. And they're gonna start feeling good about themselves. So it's a lot of psychological tricks, but there's a big reason as to why Frank Bedger used them in his conversation. And he was able to close that $250,000 deal, even though he, even though the head honcho had already received proposals from his close friends. And it's incredible. It's one of the reasons why I actually encourage you to check out this book. Again, it's called How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Bedger. It's amazing. I'm only into the book about a third of the way into the book. I'm on chapter nine and it's been amazing so far. I can't wait to continue reading and continue bringing you some more content because it's going to be incredible. I'm learning a lot and I'm hope and I really hope that you're learning a lot with me. So stay stick around for the next episode. It's going to be coming tomorrow, episode four, and it's going to be great. So thank you very much for joining me on this episode. And until next time, everyone, I hope you have a fantastic day.